Hey everyone, this is the first episode of These Are the Valleys, the podcast. Um, I'm I'm extremely nervous, guys. If I'm being a hundred percent transparent and honest, I don't know what I'm doing here, but I am being obedient. So that's all that I really need to know, right? That's definitely all you need to know. Um, yeah. So we're gonna call this episode progress pending (laughs) because God is continually working and progressing in my life. And I don't feel that I've reached the mountaintop just yet. Um, So we'll see. We'll see where this ends up, where he takes this and and what it turns into. Um, This podcast is meant to be an encouragement. It's meant to be a light. It's meant to be a tool, a resource, um, a mouthpiece, a mind reader for those that are currently in the valley. Um, And what the valley is spiritually or metaphorically on this podcast is basically a place where you're waiting on God, where you're feeling like God has almost left you. Like it just feels barren. It feels dry. It feels like the wilderness. It feels isolated. It feels lonely. Um, Yeah. So that's basically what the Valley is for the purposes of this podcast, for the purposes of all metaphors to be used until the end of this podcast's time. So when you hear me revert to the Valley, just know I'm referring to that, that rough spot. And so the point of this podcast is for me to pour into you guys, um, having just recently come out of the Valley myself. And I mean, recently, um, I struggled sometimes with feeling like other people had been through what I'd been through. And I struggled sometimes with finding the words to articulate how I was feeling. I struggled sometimes with continuing to renew and refresh my trust. I struggled with putting my full faith in God and being obedient a hundred percent of the time. And for a long period of time, I was not very long suffering guys. So the valley was extremely difficult for me and I I don't like to wait. I like to be in control and I like to know the next step and the next move and to always see fruit. And that's just not what the valley is. Um, so yeah, yeah, we're going to get into that a little bit more. <laughs> um, but basically what led me to start this podcast was God. This is a hundred percent a God led podcast. This is his podcast. If y'all ever hear me say my podcast, just know I'm speaking out of flesh at that minute. This is God's podcast. This is not even my idea. It's completely his idea. Um, and so I guess I can just tell the little story about how this came to be. So I had in 2020, I had a million dollar idea for a podcast. Um, I just knew it was going to be the next big thing. And even to this very moment, I know that that idea is very monetarily valuable. Um, basically the idea was I wanted to have an anonymous podcast where you would know I was the host, but you would never know who my guest is. And I would voice change, like equalize their voice or whatever, and change the pitch of their voice so that they would sound like a different person and sign an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement and vow to never tell who that person was on the episode. And they would come on and tell me like their juiciest gossip tea 
their messiest life experiences, just the dirt. Like I just wanted the dirt, y'all, if I'm being honest. And that is a million dollar idea. I know off the top of my head, probably about 50 people that would tune into that podcast alone just for the mess of it, you know? And it came around the time that we had a stimulus. Uh, <laughs> y'all, we got them stimuli, baby. I said, oh, I know just what I'm gonna do with this. I said, I'm gonna buy some podcast equipment. So one thing that y'all should know about me offer it, I'm a very multi-passionate person. And what that can sometimes lead to is like impulsive, 100% investment into an idea that is sometimes very fleeting. So I did a whole bunch of research into the best podcast equipment and how to do this and how to do that and what platforms I should put it on and how to monetize it and all this stuff. I was like extremely obsessed with it for like a week. So when the stimulus came, I took $600 of that y'all and invested it into podcast equipment. Mind y'all, it's not even the equipment that I'm currently using right now, baby. (laughs) I spent $600 on podcast equipment and was like, bet, I'm going to do this. This is a great idea. I had a friend at the time who I was like, she has the best, messiest story. She had just came back from a wild vacation and has so many stories to tell. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're going to be my first my first um guest. So I'm trying to set up this podcast equipment two days before we're supposed to shoot. I mean, not shoot, but record. And I spent hours, y'all hours trying to get this podcast equipment to work. It was not working for the life of me. I was reading the manual. I was Googling, YouTubing, trying to reach out to a friend that I knew that was a DJ and trying to help him help me with the interface and this, that. Y'all, I frustrated myself to the point where I was just like, yeah, uh-uh. I'm I'm done. I'm through. I And that's part of that multi-passionate, y'all, fleeting, okay? I was like, yeah, mm-mm, mm-mm. Your girl is good. I'm not, I, mm, I'm not doing it. I was like, I'm going to try it again when my friend comes. So we were supposed to record on a Sunday. And that Sunday, I hit her up like, hey, girl, let me know when you're ready to come over. No response, y'all. Basically, she flaked on me that day and I was so mad at her and blah, 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 blah. Long story short, I ended up not doing the podcast. So um, last year, 2021, in like February, March, God put it on my heart to start a women's Bible study. And so I started that Bible study group just to have like community and, you know, try to get other people my age involved in God and, you know, just, just. Do what a Bible study is supposed to do. Okay, do what a Bible study is supposed to do. And met some really great women through there, have grown in in spiritual relationship with a lot of the women there. Shout out to the women of signs and wonders. Woo woo. Um, but yeah, y'all, I was on that pot. Um, Lord Jesus. I was on Bible study one day in like late November, right? And we just usually just be talking, whatever, whatever. And I was like, y'all. Holy Spirit said to me, and I usually just spit whatever the Holy Spirit says to me out. And I was like, y'all, I think I'm supposed to start a podcast. I think I'm supposed to start another podcast. But like this time, like testimonies, like people's testimonies. And they was like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do it. Uh uh Yeah. Like I said, multi-passionate. I've been this way my whole life, you know, fleeting, fleeting interests and impulses. So I didn't even pay it any mind, right? 
Then two weeks later, I was at the spa with another friend of mine and one of the girls from Bible study. I was talking to her on Instagram about her business. Um, shout out Jordan, period, poo. And she said at the end of her message, she was like, so the Lord is telling me to say something to you about a podcast. And I was like, er? because, yeah, she's on the Bible study group like she's in the Bible study group, but she was not on that one session. So I had not spoken to her about this podcast at all. So I was like, oh, this has to be God. Like one, she's saying it's God and she's a very, very faithful woman. And two, she's discussing something that I never discussed with her. And three, this is confirmation of something that I literally said two weeks ago. So I was like, hmm, okay. So I guess I really have to do this podcast. So y'all, long story short, God has been dropping confirmation after confirmation after confirmation about this podcast. He's literally been nagging me, guys, like extremely, extremely persistent about this podcast. So here we are. I am moving purely out of obedience because I have nothing else and I would like to be a vessel for God and be available for anything that he needs to do on this earth. And I love building biblical spiritual community um with people who are also on this faith walk to jesus and with jesus um so yeah um i got the the title these are the valleys after coming out of the valley myself and having on another bible study group shout out to faith talkers um it's the belong group with transformation church shout out tc nation it's a lot of shout outs um <laughs> and I was given the name. These are the valleys by the Holy Spirit. It was it was given through someone else and confirmed later. So here we are, guys. So I kind of want to get into my valley and kind of share with you guys what I've been through and what I've experienced. I would like to say that I am not. I'm not qualified to be a mouthpiece for God, but it is God who qualifies the called. Okay, it is not the called. It is not the qualified who are called. It is the calling that makes you qualified. So I'm just going to be obedient. So basically, <laughs> my valley took place over a seven-month period. Yes, seven months in the valley. I'm sorry if that's not the most encouraging word for some of you who have just started your valley season. I'm not going to say that yours is going to last as long as mine. I'm not going to say that yours is going to be as short as mine. Um but all I can do is speak about my experience. So my valley started in, I would say, May. So previous to May, I just want to let y'all know kind of the setup on how I got where I am. So in the beginning of the year, I was interviewing for my dream job with Warner Media. I have been chasing Warner Media like my entire college career, always looking for an internship, always looking for a job, always looking to volunteer, blah, 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 blah. And I was interviewing with them and got really, really far in the interviewing process where it was literally me and one other person and they chose the other person. And I was just kind of like, okay, God, if this has been a desire of my heart for years, literally years, and you're not giving it to me, then whatever you have has got to be better. So I don't know if some of y'all know, but I was doing modeling at the time, model coordination. It's kind of been like a theme throughout my life, but modeling had really started taking over um in 2021 for real for real like I was really taking it seriously and I ended up getting myself committed to a couple New York Fashion Week shows so New York Fashion Week was supposed to be in um September and of course people are going to start getting ready for that way in advance way in advance so 
I found myself at some shows. I had been going to like audition after audition after audition for Atlanta shows. I basically had a show like every week, every other week lined up around this point. And I was like, oh my gosh, life is going so well. I had a great paying job um, that allowed me to be like flexible and kind of do what I needed to do. Life was really, really looking up, guys. Seriously. Um, I graduated officially from Kennesaw State University, shout out Owl Nation, hootie hoo, in December of 2020. And because of the pandemic, they were kind enough to let us kind of have our own chance to walk across the stage in May of 2021. And I was super excited because I had the same graduation date as my best friend, Tiana. And I was like, oh, it's going to be the best day ever, blah, blah, blah. So one of our good friends, shout out the club, um, Anthony Cooper. He um, was graduating the day, no, two days before me, I believe. Was it two days? Yeah, I think it was two days. Or was it the day? Anyway, guys, within a really short period of time, he was either graduating May 10th or May 11th, but I was supposed to graduate May 12th. Y'all on May, May 10th? Was it May 10th? Yeah. On May 10th, (laughs) I'm on the way to Anthony's graduation. I'm dressed up. I have clothes in the back of my car. I'm just, I'm ready to go, right? I was going to stay at Tiana's house and we're going to get ready for graduation together. It was going to be great. I'm literally six minutes away from the school when a car runs a red light and smashes into my car and a van next to me. And I'm like sent circling and flying out of the intersection. Um, This was particularly traumatic for me because I've been in numerous car accidents. I'm not the worst driver, guys, but it's just I really have personally found that in my life, the enemy has really been trying to use car accidents to physically kill me, like to take me out of the game. For real. And guys, like, I, it was terrible. Let me just say it's a very, very traumatic experience. Uh, but long story short, I ended up having sprains in my foot, in my pelvis, um, pelvic wall contusions, a contusion against across my chest, a large laceration across my chest from where the seatbelt literally cut into my skin. Like, my knee, y'all, my knee was fractured. Just... <laughs> Your girl was toe up, okay? I was toe up. Um, but still so grateful for life, you know, because it, that could have been the end of me, you know? That could have been the end. And that is where I would say life really started going drastically downhill in the month of May. I think literally the week before I had lost my job, um... Then that week, I had got into a car accident, totaled my car. So I didn't have a car. I was on crutches. I had to drop out. Oh, my gosh. The next weekend was a fashion show. I had to drop out of that fashion show. The week after that was another one. I literally had to drop probably like four or five fashion shows. It was ridiculous. And I was butthurt, guys. Like, butthurt. And... Ended up going to physical therapy, all that stuff. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We should have you healed up by New York Fashion Week, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, like we're going to try. So mind y'all, I didn't know that my knee was fractured at the time. So we were only treating my foot for a while. It was a lot of crazy stuff going on when it came to my treatment plan and how everything was handled. But basically, I found out late that my knee was fractured and um, had basically kind of been furthering my injury because we didn't know that information So I had to drop out of New York Fashion Week, guys. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) 
As an independent model with no agent, no manager, no nothing, to be in New York Fashion Week in the first place is a huge honor. But to have to pull out because of physical injury was just something that my spirit was. I was, I don't even think hurt. I was distraught. I was angry. I was frustrated. I was pissed, guys. Like, if I'm being entirely honest, I was very angry. Like, how could you do this? How, how, I'm thankful for life, God, but how could you have allowed me to end up in this situation with everything going wrong? Guys, it was just terrible. It was terrible. Then I thought like, okay, I don't have a job, but I'll find a job. I've never had issues with getting a job ever before in my entire life, ever before. And it was, let's see, lost my job in May. And then I just got my first job back again in January and nope, December 20, no, December 30th of 2021. So I went seven months without a, a place of employment, guys. Ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Um, the skills that I learned at the job that I, that I left in May, I used to kind of support myself and freelance to do social media management. So Doing that, I only had two clients, and one of the clients was my mom's business, and then the other one was one of the previous clients. And y'all, that was bringing me $700 a month, guys. Total. Total. As a 23-year-old woman, 22 turning 23-year-old woman, $700 a month, living well below the poverty line. And somehow, somehow, By the grace of God, I was able to attend birthday dinners, buy people Christmas gifts, um, show up for people when they needed me to, put gas in my car, go to L.A., y'all. I went to L.A. I took my significant other um, to Hawaii. Like being being able to do so much off of that 700. I don't know. I don't know to this day how I was really able to sustain and I give full glory to God for that looking back. But during that time, I felt forgotten, guys. I I felt forgotten. I felt I also felt like a fraud if I'm being honest. I get on Bible study every Wednesday during this time and tell these girls about what the Bible says and how much God loves them and how much we have to wait on God. And this is also the time where I just discovered Maverick City Music. They're a Christian um, worship group. And I just discovered like the song of the year, Wait On You. I'm gonna wait on you. Like, guys, that was my anthem. (laughs) My anthem during this time. It was played out. I'm sure it's in like the top 10 of my songs. For my Apple Music 2021 replay list because, baby, I was waiting on that song to wait on Jesus, for real. I I was seeking sustenance in worship music, in the Bible study group. Guys, what I thought God was using for other people, which he was, he was really using for me. Like, at times, the the only reason that I read my Bible at all was for Bible study. At times, the only reason I listened to worship music at all was because of the Bible study. And 
the enemy had me feeling like I was I was an imposter. Like I was telling people things that I couldn't take heed to myself. And that was true. But the thing is, we operate this Christian, we operate in this Christian life out of faith and not out of fact. And and I was speaking to those girls. First of all, the Holy Spirit was speaking to those girls because a lot of times the Holy Spirit was saying things during Bible study that I needed to hear. Okay. It wasn't my own wisdom, but the Holy Spirit was speaking to our faith. Okay. And not the facts of our situation. So yeah, yeah, I'm in a place of stagnation. Yes, I'm in a place of feeling frustrated with God. Yes, I'm in a place of being angry and being prayed out and being churched out and being just just through, just through, guys. Back against the wall. I have nothing left to give. Jesus, if if God don't do it, it won't get done. Like for real, for real. Um and the enemy really wanted me to believe that I was an imposter and to stop doing Bible studies. And I'm not going to lie. He did win probably like two, maybe three weeks out of the year where I was just like, y'all, I just, I can't. Like, I I don't have it. I don't have anything left to give. And I just thank God. Like, we have to, especially in the Valley, Because in the valley, it can get so easy to look at all the things that you don't have, all the things that you're lacking, that it can be difficult to find things to be grateful for. But guys, those moments where I would call my friend Whitney or call my friend Tiana and be like, I need y'all to pray for me because I I can't pray anymore. I physically cannot pray anymore. (laughs) I'm done. I have nothing left to say to God. I have been there. If you are currently feeling like that in your valley and you're feeling some sort of shame or guilt, please let that go. Please let that go. God is not mad at you for being upset at your situation. He's not mad at you. And the thing is, is that the valleys a lot of times are not self-inflicted. Like it's a position that God has placed you in and, and, during that time, y'all, when I was making $700 a month, God also shared with me that I needed to stop looking for jobs and I needed to wait on him. Huh? Can you imagine like I'm living at home with a college degree with Caribbean parents, right? Making $700 a month. And when my parents are asking me how the job hunt is going, I'm telling them that God told me to stop looking for a job. Do you know how that sounds? Do you know how that sounds? Do you know how that feels when you have $6 in your account? Using living off of your Chick-fil-A rewards points for food and wondering how you're going to make it to the next payday when your card is overdrawn and you don't have the money for the overdrive fee? There have been so many times where I I have really had to sit there and just just look at God and be like, you can't be serious. And I just want to encourage anybody who's currently in that pit of the valley. Like the valley's already low, but there are pits. Like people don't tell you. It gets dark out there, man. It gets lonely. It gets painful. It gets frustrating. It gets, it's, it's. Sometimes you just have no no other emotions but anger. And I just want to encourage y'all that 
you, what you're feeling is valid, okay? What you're feeling is not evil. What you're feeling is not unjustified. You are valid for how you're feeling. But you cannot stay there. You cannot stay in that pit of anger. You cannot stay in that pit of bitterness. You cannot stay in that pit of frustration. You are called to rise. You are called to overcome. You are called to be patient. You are called to be long-suffering. You are called to have peace that surpasses all understanding. I don't think I ever... You know, I grew up in church. I don't think I ever really understood what it means to have peace that surpasses all understanding until you're in a situation where it just doesn't make any sense. It wouldn't make any sense for you to be happy. It wouldn't make any sense for you to be at peace. It wouldn't make any sense for you to still be pouring out love and generosity and kindness to others because you don't even have enough of that to go go around for yourself. That point, that pit, that pit is where you, that's the pressure that makes diamonds, baby. That is where you grow as a Christian. That is where you really find out what you're made of and what your faith is really built for. And I just really want to encourage y'all that if that's what you're experiencing, you can take more. I know I know, Jasmine, you don't know what I'm going through. Jasmine, you don't know how much money I got left. Jasmine, you don't know how many times this person has said this to me. You don't know how much my situation, you don't know I'm about to get kicked out of my house. You don't know. I Listen, listen, I am not invalidating what you're going through. I am not trying to make it seem small. All I'm saying is, is that God will never give you more than you can handle. And this too shall pass. I am speaking as someone who called my friends and said, I have nothing left to give. I'm done with God. I'm done. I'm not done with God. I know he'll deliver, but I'm through with saying I'm waiting on him. He has to show me something now. I have nothing. I have no other. I'm done. I'm through. I don't even have words to, (laughs) to articulate the frustration and the, just the wall that I've I've hit multiple times during my time in the valley. And I'm here, I'm here now, guys. I'm here on the other side. And I'm I'm here to encourage you and let you know that you have fight left. And if it's not in your physical strength, because baby, that physical strength is going to run out in the valley. You have to get your strength from Jesus. You have to get your strength from community. You have to get your strength from the word of God. Even when you don't know what to pray, you have no words left to pray. That is the time to Google. I mean, Google guys, go on the version app if you need to and look in that search bar. Prayers for anxiety, prayers for hopelessness, prayers for fear, prayers for lack, prayers for, and just read what somebody else wrote. Because there are times and I, I'm here to validate that there are times where you don't have anything left to give. 
And I would just love to advise to you that you put some some systems in place, such as friends that you have specific friends. Hey, can I call you when I hit a wall? There are certain scriptures that you may put on post-it notes around your house, put on your mirror. Okay, there are certain songs that turn into your worship anthems. Having those things, those are your tools. That's your arsenal for the valley. That is how you fight in the valley. That's how you fight when you have no fight left. And yeah, so I just want to encourage y'all. I'm going to sit with that and let that just just be what that is right there. Um, so basically, um, I stood on a couple scriptures during that time that I would love to share with you if you um, are looking for some scriptures to stand on. My favorite, one of my favorites is Luke 145. And it says, blessed is she who believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. Y'all, I have cried tears over this scripture because what I love about it is that the blessing is not in the fulfilled promises. The blessing is in the belief for the fulfilled promises, guys. It's amazing amazing what one scripture can reveal to you um jeremiah 29 11 for i for i know the plans i have for you says the lord plans to prosper you and not harm you this one was hard for me to grapple with and i i literally had to just profess it over my life over and over and over again because it's hard to believe sometimes when you feel harmed that god is not trying to harm you it's hard to believe but This is what the word of God tells you is that the plans are to prosper you and not to harm you. And as someone who is currently on the other side of that valley, I am so appreciative for everything that I went through. I'm going to go through these last three scriptures, but I'm going to let you know what's changed and what's grown from what I've been able to see um, as a result of the valley. Um, Psalms 46, 5, God is with her. She cannot fail. Philippians 2.13, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. This is for the times where you get tired of doing good. The Bible says that we should not get weary of doing what is right. But I'm not going to lie. It get hard. It gets hard. Not It gets hard to, to stay the right course. It's, it gets hard to remain obedient when you're not seeing the fruit of your labors. So I love to pray that prayer when I don't have the desire and I don't have the power to do what God pleases me. And I just thank him for the work that he's doing inside of me to cultivate and to and to plow and to fertilize the seeds that he's placed in me. And lastly, in their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Proverbs 16, 9. In the valley, it's easy to also feel lost. Like you have no idea where to go. You have no cards left to play. You have no pieces left to move. But that is not so. The word of God says that your steps are ordered so sometimes when you don't have the faith to believe these things you have to find the word and profess it over your life like it is true sometimes we have to speak those things that be not as though they were yeah yeah that's that's all I got to say about that but um what's changed um let's see I okay so there's a scripture Lord, I wish I had it on hand, but there's a scripture that talks about the fruits of the Holy Spirit and the fruits of the Holy Spirit being peace, joy, love, patience, long suffering, kindness. Um, 
I have personally seen growth in all those areas in my life. I am far more long-suffering than I've ever been. After coming out of the valley, one thing that I started saying over myself is, I won't break. I won't break. I can bend. I can twist. But I won't break. God has allowed me not to be broken throughout all the pressure of the valley, throughout all the turmoil and all the frustration. Um, I've hit walls, but I've broken through them, okay? They didn't break me. Um, so what's what's changed? I'm wiser, y'all. I'm so much wiser than I used to be. I am way more patient. Um, I'm slower to anger. I am more humble. I think that is one of the biggest things that came from the valley for me was humility. Um, Never thinking that you're too good for a situation. Never thinking that something couldn't be you. Never thinking that, you know, poverty is beneath you, struggle is beneath you, blah, 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 blah. That was something. And it's not that I was consciously thinking those things, but I really... Through the breakdown of the valley, I was able to see that there was some pride in me that needed to go, okay? It needed to go. Also, when it comes to pride, depending on Jesus instead of depending on myself, when you are a person that likes to be in control, there is a certain level of pride that you're operating in, in saying, oh, I got this. I can handle this. Oh, yeah, I'm really smart. I can da-da-da-da. Oh, yeah, my resume is really good, so I can get a job. Oh, yeah, da-da-da-da. Listen, listen. The Valley will show you that you ain't got control of nothing. (laughs) The things that you think you have gotten for yourself, wait until you get to a point where everything that you try doesn't work. Wait until you get to a point where your resume isn't getting you any interviews. Wait till you get to a point where the the works that you are used to provide providing fruit for you reaping nothing but benefits. You're you're I mean reaping nothing but barrenness. Like you're not gaining anything from your old methods and your old ways. Um I've also become a lot stronger at being able to discern the voice of God, to seek the voice of God. I've become more disciplined, more quickly. Mm, mm, I don't know if that's true. But I was going to say that I'm I'm a lot faster to be obedient to God. Of course, he's still working on my heart. He kind of had to hound me down to get this podcast together. But in small things, small obedience matters as well. Um, so yeah, that's what's changed in me. And honestly, I don't think I could have been the woman that I am today without going through the valley and the me that I am today literally May 2021 me is shaking in her Valentino boots baby because she does not have the stamina she could literally never okay (laughs) she could never be who I am today um, and it's only through it's only through the grace of God and the mercy of God and through the purification of God that that I am who and where I am today. Um, yeah. So basically what you can expect from this podcast going forward is encouragement, enlightenment, revelation, scriptures, prayer, worship. Um, I want this to be a place for people who are currently going through the valley to feel seen, to feel heard, to feel less alone, to get tools to continue the fight through the valley because I feel like this was something 
that I would have loved to have on a consistent basis. You know, one sermon here or one podcast there or one worship song here speaking to your situation really, really helps. And it does keep you going. But having somewhere consistent that I can turn to for edification and for growth and for spiritual spiritual watering was very, very necessary for me. And so I hope that this can become that for other people and turn people towards Christ when they have nothing left to give. And I just want to leave y'all with this um, going forward. Revelations twelve eleven. For they overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. You already have the blood of the lamb if you've accepted Jesus to be your Lord and personal savior. If you have not, please, please, you know, um, you can reach out to me. You can Google, um, scriptures to be saved, to, to give your life to Jesus. And you can find those resources online. But once you have the blood of the lamb, once you have Jesus, the next thing that you need to overcome is the word of your testimony. God, hmm, how should I say this? Holy spirit. God wants, God wants to empower you through what you've been through. God wants to Use what you've been through to fuel you forward and not only just you, but to fuel others forward. I say a lot of times on the Bible study, sometimes the things that you're going through is not even for you. Sometimes, yeah, God is going to get something out of you and that's well and good. But a lot of times the things that you go through is to help other people. And I know now that the valley that I went through is so that I would have been able to see what it's like to be in the valley, to see what it's like to be in the pit so that I now can reach out and help others who are currently in that situation and relate to what they're going through and and be something for them that I wish I had at that time. So not speaking about myself, but for y'all, get in community, get in godly community, find a church, find a small group, start a Bible study, find a group of friends to it. The Bible says where two or more are gathered, he's in the midst. All you need is one other person. Okay. And Talk about what you're going through. That is a great way for you to overcome what you're going through. It says in the word that you overcome by the word of your testimony. So you can't fully overcome with just Jesus alone. You need to overcome by verbalizing and telling people what God's doing in your life. That is how you overcome the valley. That is how you overcome the frustration. That's how you overcome the pit. Yeah, I think this is a great stopping point. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. I hope y'all will tune into the next episode of These Are the Valleys. It has been a pleasure and an honor to speak to you. Yeah, and I just pray that y'all go forth and be blessed and have the strength and the power to keep pushing forward through the valley. Love y'all.